Audio. This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I am sitting in my home with a great comedian, a writer, Ron Babcock. Thank you, Joseph. Now, I just said writer because I assume... Yeah. All stand-ups are writers. I feel like, yeah. And I assume that anyone living in Los Angeles doing comedy is also like, yeah, I got a spec script. You know, but I, I screwed myself because when people are like, are you a writer? It's like, I'm not a writer. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, but you write like sketches and shows. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I totally write. But like, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say I'm a writer. It's like the same thing with acting. Like, I love yeah. being in stuff and I have a reel. But I don't know. There's something weird which would be like, yeah, I'm an actor. Yeah. Like, it's just. I don't know. I, I always just go stand-up because I feel that's the thing I'm like, I feel most comfortable doing. Yeah, but stand-up holds this weird place in all of the arts of, you can immediately pivot from being a stand-up to an actor or a writer. Like if you yeah. hear like a stand-up is suddenly going to star in a sitcom or a stand-up just wrote a movie, there's no like, what? How? And there probably should be. And no, I feel like a lot of stand-ups too are just like hoping that happens. Yeah. So it's like, I, I, I want to stop traveling. <laughs> because in the beginning, it's super fun and it's super exciting and everything's new. And then after a few years, you're just like, I just I just want to stay home this weekend. You know, yeah. I don't I don't want to go to a, a city and yeah. fight with crowd drunk crowds like you. So when you can't pivot, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. Like the idea of being like a series regular on a show yeah. to me, like I mean, some people dream of winning the lottery. Yeah. I, I look at that like and be like, <laughs> not even like a major part. I'm talking like the minor part. Right. I think I just pops in. Every couple episodes. Just going somewhere, I'm being like, paid. It's the same place every day. Seems That seems awesome. <laughs> How long have you been doing stand-up? Long enough where I stopped counting. I okay. think it's like uh, maybe like 12, 13 years now. I mean, the first time I ever did stand-up was 1999. I did a study abroad program in college, uh, Semester at Sea, and they had a talent show okay. on the ship. That was the first time I ever did stand-up. It was on a dare. And uh, then... It went well. It was probably like still to this day like one of my best shows. <laughs> it was killer sets. It was like it was on a cruise ship. Yeah, it was like a cruise ship full of college students and like everyone. It's like imagine like seven hundred people like watching you do something and everyone wants you to succeed. Yeah, like everyone is on your side. Everybody and, is full of mai tais and margaritas and, and just they're like, all like, don't tank, dude, and we'll think you're the best thing ever. And the jokes they weren't jokes. They were just more like comments on things on the ship right. so it was like hyper specific <laughs> like i was like that drip in classroom a and people were like oh my god that drip isn't <laughs> like it wasn't like you know it was just that yeah. and then i came back okay. and then it'd be funny though every time i did something like i never thought this is gonna sound weird but like uh, i needed money in tempe i needed a job and i wanted to be a waiter Really okay. badly. You, you wanted to be a waiter. Well, okay. yeah, because I didn't have a car. And it was funny. I graduated from college, top of my class. I was really good at like editing and video stuff. But like I didn't, I couldn't find anything in that field. So I was like, I just want to be a waiter so I can do comedy at night and I can make a ton of money. Because I knew waiters made a lot of cash. And my first thought was like, yeah, but Ron, you can never be a waiter. <laughs> like I just thought that I couldn't do it. Like So that so was always my didn't first. didn't think you could do the thing to support the thing that you actually wanted to do yeah cool well let's talk about something else that you love your obsession of the day this uh -huh. is the obsessed podcast so your obsession is home decor yeah okay so when did you become obsessed in your life journey with uh, home decor probably when i was a kid around maybe i was like 10 or 11 maybe um 
my brother John's five years older than me. Uh, he used to chase me around the house when I was a kid. Okay. Um, and the one time he had, he just chased me around the house, and I, I had like a wiffle ball bat in my hand, and he cornered me, and like he took a step, and I was like, don't. And he did, and I, I hit him across the face with the plastic wiffle bat. Okay. And he went down, and I ran to the bathroom, and I locked the door. And then um, I would spend like the <laughs> next two hours until my mom and dad came home just in the bathroom. And the only thing my family subscribed to, we had two magazines, uh, Better Homes and Gardens and Martha Stewart Living. Okay. And so I would just sit <laughs> and read like about like, you know, crab cake recipes and like, you know, what paints are good for spring. And I just like, I just thought this stuff was kind of cool. And then the next day, as add on to that story, uh, yeah. the next day, uh, same thing, chasing me. And this time I didn't, I didn't have a belt, uh, a bat. And so I undid, I went to Catholic school. So I had a belt. <laughs> you knew that everything was a weapon. Yeah. So I like, Catholic school. <laughs> so I held out the belt and my brother was like, don't, don't, don't do it. And I switched the belt. So like it was the metal side kind of okay. dangling <laughs> and he took a step and I was like, I don't know what came over me. I, I was cut like, you. but I just wound up, I was sick and tired of getting beat up and I just wound up and like, whoosh, like right across the face. And just immediately there was like blood everywhere. And I, I ran to the bathroom and I was like kind of really freaked out. Yeah. So I was like, oh God, oh no. Like I hurt, I hurt him like pretty bad. And he's your older brother? Yeah. Five okay. years older five years, than me. Okay. He was like, I was like 11. He was 16. So okay. Was so he should really know better. Yeah. Than to pick on his 11 year old brother. And then, so I'm in the, I'm, I'm like finishing up the crack cake recipe, like in the bathroom. And then um, all of a sudden I, I heard, uh, and I look over. And the two tiny screws in the doorknob, like, were just coming out because uh-huh. he went and got the drill from the garage, and he just kicked open the door, and like he basically just beat the crap out of me. And then he like, um, I like I hid in the shower curtain, thinking uh-huh. that was gonna like be get me. Where were your parents? They were like working. They were providing for so us. So when they came home to what looked like a crime scene, with I the was blood just, splatters everywhere. I was broken in the bathtub. Like he and he turned on the hot water, which came out really hot in my house. Uh-huh. Like it was like the water heater must have been off. Yeah, and he just like I was so broken, I couldn't even pick up my hand to turn it off. So I just laid there. Like okay. I finally was able to turn it off with my foot, and then like just laid there for like an hour until I crawled out. <laughs> so, did, were you? This sounds particularly violent. Were you like hospitalized? No, okay. that I was okay. I like he just kind of like beat the crap okay. out of me. And was like, he a stitches situation or no, a band aid? No, situation? St- like band aid. Okay, you know all it right. was. He definitely got cut, and uh, he was all right. But like he used to beat the crap out. Okay, of me. that was that was teetering on a fun story of no. uh, <laughs> brothers kind of getting rough versus. A very special episode of Obsessed Podcast. Yeah, you're like, talk. I thought you were going to come by and talk about home decor. <laughs> but I do love that you have a secret origin of where your obsession came from. It, and it is a peaceful and generally lovely thing to make your home feel warm and uh, receptive to visitors. And mm-hmm. you discovered this through violence. I'm a person who I think I'm more affected by my environment than most people. Okay. Like, I don't think most people get affected the way I do. And I think it's because I grew up in a house with like a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, I like hoarders stuff. No, I wouldn't say hoarder, but I think my my mom and my dad they they kind of they're older okay. and they grew up like kind of in the in the depression era. Oh, so, so you I don't mean, throw anything out. Yeah, my mom was like a first generation. Like she, her parents moved here, and you know, right when they got here, like she was born. Okay. You know, so like. Uh, she was, you know, it, it, I mean, just kind of like got off the boat and like, you know, a year later, like she was here. Um, so I think with her, like she kind of hangs on to everything and, okay. and finds 
utility. And so like, I think when I finally got off on my own, I was, I could finally like control my own space. Yeah. And I found that very like liberating. Cause I always lived like, you know, when I, my own bedroom, it was like, nothing was mine. Right. It was all like my family's like bedding and artwork and dresser. Like I had my things kind of in the closet, but like nothing felt like my own space. So that's why I think when I had the opportunity to go off like on my own, I feel like I really got into like, oh, controlling my own yeah. space. Because it was the first time I was ever able to, yeah. to do that. So did you connect immediately when you got your own space? Did you know oh, yeah. that like, I want to make this nice like the like Martha Stewart told me during the violence bathroom years? I definitely wanted to make it like interesting and cool like I, I mean i didn't have a lot of money so like everything i've ever done has been like how can i make this cool if you have no if you have money de- de- like decorating is not that hard like, right but rich people like I, I always believe rich people should never have money because they have <laughs> the worst taste like you walk in and you're like this is like this is what you like this is they they decorate like they might their as well apartment. just like staple money to the wall because it's just sort of a, yeah a, a show right <laughs> It's like a cartoon billionaire, like yeah. or what you um, imagine, like uh, uh, like a um, like billionaire businessman. Yes. like oh, everything's gold plated. And yeah, I'm sure an example is coming to everyone's mind who's listening. I don't right know now. who you're talking about. <laughs> Neither do I. But it's I I uh, I always like focused on doing stuff like okay, how can I make this cool? That's like cheap. And then I always like to re- reuse stuff. Yeah, just because I thought that was cool. I thought it was neat. Like I'm a very much a person who. Um, I like to use things until they're done being used. Okay. I don't like to buy things unnecessarily. Like that's I drive an old car. Like right. I have like You were raised by people from the depression. Yeah, I just yeah. like if you if it can still work, then I'm still going to use it. So, yeah. I mean, I have my my blender is my favorite thing. It's uh it's a General Electric, no, excuse me. Uh my blender, my toaster oven. Uh it's I have a General Electric toaster oven. Okay. And I have an Osterizer blender. Both were presents to my mom and dad on their wedding day. And it was like 50 years ago. Wow. And they both still work. And, and did I, they hand them down to you in a sort of like ceremonial way of these still work because they were made back when things worked? You take them they, out into your world, into your life, son. Well, they went down to like all my siblings, you know, and okay. they kind of went to my various siblings, kind of had them, and then they passed them on to me. And I mean, the blender is like, here's what I like about the blender. Ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Dude, t- two settings. Like, yeah, like low and high and low and fuck your shit up. Yeah. And okay. that's it. Like it, it, it's because it, it's one blade that goes in. I don't understand like blenders and how this like pulverize pulse and like mints. And I'm like, it's it's one it's fucking one blade, blade man. moving like, at different speeds. Yeah. yeah. Why? How do we screw this up? I just like on and off and then like really on. Yeah. That's those are the settings. Yeah. And it works great. Okay, so you had your early apartment. You you were in your twenties, I take it, or younger? I moved out to Tempe, Arizona, from Scranton, PA, at around like twenty four. Okay, so you're not loaded. You want to make it look beautiful. What did you do to make it look beautiful? I think back then I was like, I think I like Urban Outfitters was around. <laughs> okay, and I was like, whoa, this place is so cool. <laughs> and I remember I got a bed in a bag. That was my first big purchase. A bed in a bag. Yeah, they used to sell like... Uh, I don't like, know this. They used to sell like bedding in bags, like the okay. the cover. It was like all crap quality. Yeah. But they were like cool prints. And I remember though, like the girl was like, I was like, oh, this one's cool. She's like, this is the last one. It was like the display copy. And she's like, I'll give it to you for like, you know, 30% off. And I was oh, like, nice. that's, that's great. That was awesome. And then she was folding it up and I was like... Do you, do you need some help? Because, like, you know, like, folding a blanket by yourself is, yeah. like, weird. 
it's not weird. It's just hard. And she was so just like, thank you for offering. And then she was like, you just got 50% off. Oh, wow. And then I remember going downstairs and um, the lady who rung me up actually rung me up incorrectly. So she gave me 50% off 50%. And so I remember and I, I brought my bike to Urban Outfitters. So I remember like biking home like two miles, <laughs> like furiously, like they were going to come back and catch me. Yeah, this is like a with scene this, from Arrested Development. Like you bed out there. Under my, under my arm, like a bed in a bag. Yeah. But I remember like... I think the thing I did most was like I had I had a tidy space. Like okay. I, I was very like I didn't have a lot of uh, extra stuff. So did you develop? So you, you it was sparse. So it looked clean and purposeful. It was like everything I used everything that I had. Okay. Did you have any sort of design aesthetic? Because I mean I understand that totally. I don't want to live in a cluttered space. I want to mm-hmm. have control over my space. But to me those are all those are different from like I am gonna figure out. Feng Shui. I'm going to know what the romance corner is. I'm going to put things at an interesting tilt so they match the energy of the room. Did you do I that did, kind of stuff? I did a little stuff where I like took different... I started taking items I would find like kind of on the... Sh- like I found an old drink cart in an okay. alley. Oh, nice. Like a little... Like I love s- every word in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like... The three tiered ones. Yeah. Um, and I remember I took it and I, I took the nuts and bolts off and I sanded it down and I didn't know anything about how to do this stuff. I was like, what do I do? And my buddy's like, just get primer, sand it down and then get some nice spray paint of a color you like. And I always really liked um, like kind of light, very light, like a very light tan. Okay. And so I just did that. You know, I primed it, sanded it, tan, uh, you know, paid all, uh, sprayed all tan, let it dry. And then I put down, I always thought uh, racing stripes were kind of cool. <laughs> So I just put down like big things of tape yeah. and I just painted like lines, you know, like along on each one. Yeah. Kind of the same uniform. And then I just put it back together. And that's like where I kept like right next to my desk. I kind of kept my printer on it and like my CDs okay. and DVDs and like, like in a spindles and stuff. And then I, same thing. I just got into like, I found this other like carrying case and I did the same thing. I did tape and I just spray painted like a cool racing stripe design. Yeah. And a lot of, it was funny, like people would come over and like, oh, where did you buy that? And I was like, well, I made it. And uh, it wasn't like it was, I don't, I'm not like a wonder kid when it comes to this kind of stuff. I just kind of like fumbled my way through it. Yeah. It's paint. If you screw up, whatever, you just paint over it. You refine it. Yeah. So when you, when you started doing things like that, obviously there is, you get to create something that is aesthetically pleasing to you. Mm -hmm. But was your interest in it more that? I have controller over this. I created this. This is mine. I I think it was definitely both. I feel the best about myself when I'm making things. Okay. Um, whatever it is, like I feel such a sense of uh, productivity and accomplishment, and that is is like making a video or something like that. Like great, but if I make something with my hands and it's some tactile experience, I don't know what it is, but when I'm done. I feel such like I feel so proud of myself, yeah, and I feel so good about it. And when whenever I see something that I made, like in my house, even it could be something simple as like um, I had to frame something once. And okay, I don't know. Framing's expensive, yeah. So I just measured it, and I was like, oh, this is like you know twenty four by thirty six. So I just went to Goodwill. I, I took my tape measure. Yeah, I found a twenty four by thirty six frame, and I didn't like the color, so I just gave it a light sanding and spray painted it. And then it dried, and then I, I put my picture in it, and I put it on my wall, and it cost me like you know with the spray paint less than five bucks. Yeah. And if I framed it, it would have been like sixty dollars. And now it's like whenever I see that frame with the little yeah. little red frame that I spray painted, like I have a almost like just this little kind of like release of um, 
endorphins or yeah. like just this sense of accomplishment. It's like a little oh, joy yeah, moment. I made that. Yeah. And it's not perfect. There's a little dribble on the one left side, but like I love the fact that I didn't spend 60 bucks to do that. Yeah. And it still looks cool. So yeah, they give you these things you're making and adding to your home are giving you joy, little bits of joy that add up repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Do you do you enjoy doing those things in the moment or are they a oh, task you need good, to get through? No. Okay, this oh. is like personal therapy. This is Oh my heaven. gosh. Throw on a movie, <laughs> have a little project. Oh, do a little oh. sanding? Go yeah, just I love that stuff. Like when I have time, like there's a million little things that I want to do around my house. Okay. Right now, and I view that stuff. It's like a piece of fudge, man. Right. Like it's like when I get to take a break from like writing or just like doing comedy stuff and like sending out emails to bookers and just yeah. where I just get to be like I'm just going to like paint a bunch of uh uh terracotta pots white and then I'm just <laughs> going to draw on them with a black marker, draw weird designs and yeah. then that's that's cool. Like that to me is like the best Saturday okay. ever. So that makes sense to me because you're making something. But you also have an investment in having a clean, sparse space. So yeah. does your enjoyment extend to like, oh, man, I'm clean. I'm doing dishes. Mm, I'm doing maybe chores. Maybe a little bit. Like, I wouldn't say sparse. I just say like everything has a purpose. Okay. You know, which can lead to sparse. But I wouldn't say our place is like Spartan where you walk in and it's like nothing's in it. Okay. It's like there's stuff. It's just everything we have like we use, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I guess once in a while, I'll get like that. I used to, like, when I lived in a studio apartment, I don't know if you ever do this. Like, you ever just, like, just decide you're just going to be disgusting <laughs> for, like, yes. three, four days in a row, and you're just, like, ordering pizza. I used to do this thing yes. where, like, I would go through all my plates, and all the plates would be done. And so I would just, like, lie, like, half, I'll be honest, I'll lie naked in my bed. <laughs> Take it, that half away. It was, it, was a, <laughs> it was a studio apartment. There was, like, you know, the only, it was, like, the bed or nothing. Yeah. And I would just eat pizza and put the, the pizza on my chest. And I just, like, that was my plate. And okay. I would, like, I would fall asleep. And then well, I'd That wake, makes sense. You like things to have a purpose. And then I'd wake <laughs> up and the pizza's still there and I'd finish it. Like, it was just, okay. I'm the, a disgusting man. You fell asleep with uh, pizza remnants yeah. on, on your chest place. not even remnants like like a uh, half a slice like a i call it chest pizza <laughs> and you would like and then i wake up and i'm like oh damn pizza yeah and i was just disgusting like it was yeah. like and i wouldn't leave the house i wouldn't shower and then after like three or four days of that just like binge watching stuff on netflix um i would be like all right time yeah. to get clean <laughs> and then i would clean i would like do a purge and i would clean my entire place like you know the sinks the bathtub myself okay. vacuum dust tidy up and i would feel an insane sense of accomplishment yeah, from that of but course i also enjoyed the um just the filth yeah you have to go low before you can go high right exactly that's a wonderful <laughs> way of putting it uh so you're obviously with someone now you yes. uh, a long-time partner you said before we started uh, the podcast we've been together for two years but two we years. uh we've been living together for one year one year okay what has that experience been like because now you know you have things that you've created. You have this philosophy of everything must have a purpose. You have experiences where you have destroyed your space yeah. with a pizza filth so you can reconstruct it. And <laughs> Actually, now you have to share that with someone else. I, ha- I haven't done chess pizza since uh, <laughs> since Jamie and I have uh, joined joined forces. Have you tried to talk her into it? Uh, like, no, she is chess pizza weekend. She, she is fully into pizza with pants on. <laughs> she is she is not a chess pizza kind of girl. <laughs> as much as I've tried, yeah, it was something that I was nervous about yeah because i know i'm like i'm the weirdo 
when it comes to the stuff. Like I'm, I, how how are you a weirdo? I mean, I'm. I think it, it occupies a lot of my mental space. You okay. know what I mean? Like much more than most people. Like but I it, get affected by, like a, a like a, a if I'm living in like a very crowded environment. Yeah, like that. Really, like I can't just be like, oh, I'm cool. Like maybe if I'm staying over somebody's house and it's like I know it's going to end, I'm fine. Yeah, but if. I'm like, if it's my home, if it's my space and it gets crazy, like I kind of, that makes me crazy. Yeah. So I, but she's been phenomenal about it. And I think I've also calmed down a lot. So before we moved in together, uh, I went through all my stuff because like my parents fought about stuff like all the time. Yeah. Just, there's always like yelling. And, uh, oh, I thought you meant fighting, fought about things. They fought. They, they like they, they would just yell at each other about like stuff and where it goes, and they can't find it. And there was just uh, there was a lot of stress expended over physical objects. Okay, you know, not being able to find them, or that doesn't go there, or where am I going to put this? Like or everything in your home is a horcrux for emotion. Yeah. And so my thought was, well, if I have less stuff, there'll be less fights. So I went through all my stuff. And I just got rid of a bunch. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, I was fine with it. And then when we got together, we did the whole, like, you know, the when you move in with somebody, yeah. you're kind of like, the, who has the better blender game? Yeah. You know, you just like... <laughs> a vicious battle for you. I'm yeah. sure you were not oh, I was just your blender. I was like, you can throw that thing away. <laughs> uh, but we just kind of went through, like, who's got the better plates? Yeah. Okay, you do. Who's got the better silverware? I do. Like... And actually, we both liked our silverware, so we kept both. Uh, but <laughs> we... You just do that and... It's been like I think it's been pretty good actually. Yeah, I think the important thing is like never to make anybody else like get rid of their shit. You know, yeah, just like lead by example. People come around, and if I don't know if it's their thing and they like well, was it. Was she? Where did she land on the organizational home scale? Home decor was home. Everybody wants to feel nice and comfortable in their home, but for some people that means I feel comfortable when I get home. I can just toss something in the corner yeah. and I'll deal with it later. And for other people, being comfortable means there's never anything in the corner. Where was she on that spectrum when you she, guys moved in? She had a great like when her place before we moved in together was awesome. Like it was cool, and I think she, our families are very similar. Like okay. she grew up in a house with kind of a lot, a little bit of stuff. So I think she also really appreciated having her own sense of space and okay. style. And um, I think we kind of coexist pretty good when it comes to that, which I think is kind of important for yeah. me. Like, you know, the stories of like those dudes who are like super OCD and clean and then they end up together with like, ah, I'm crazy or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I could do that. Like, that would just drive me up the wall. So you had already seen her home. Yes. Now, definitely. obviously, you love her uh-huh. or you wouldn't be living with her mm-hmm. and be with her for two years. If her home had been just madness. That every object in it was a source of anxiety know, and stress. Man. You would have been out. I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's one of those things. Like we're gonna have to talk. Yeah, and have some work some, through this. Yeah, I yeah. mean, just as I'd be like, listen, here's my thing. Like I'll meet you halfway on stuff. Yeah. Like, what can we do? But it would be definitely like super difficult. But also, I don't know if I could be with i don't know yeah like it's just you're attracted to who you're attracted to yeah it sounds weird but like and then you yeah you work through to make it make it work if i see a girl who's like you know she's got a tidy place and she knows how to play ping pong i'm like what's up what's your name <laughs> like it's just it's the weird things that we're is all that into. a euphemism or you really no like it's ping pong? straight up table tennis okay. i'm like a girl who knows how to play table tennis jamie does and i'm like this how this is awesome cool cool all right so that makes me understand your obsession with your own space. Does your obsession with home decor extend to other people's spaces? Only if, like, 
Like I have ideas always whenever yeah. I go to anybody's home, but like I'm never going to be the guy who's like, "What are you doing? You should like I like I think there was a period of my life where I, I was that guy yeah. and that guy's a, that guy's a dick. <laughs> that guy is not fun to right. be this didactic prick. Like if people are happy in their homes, "Hey man, like good on you. That's your thing. Like it's your space." Yeah. But I've had friends who I've gone over to people's friends and they're like, "Hey, what would you do?" And I just Kind of talk them through okay. a bunch of ideas. So, yeah, I totally understand not being dickish about it in terms of, like, walk in and go, like, whoa, here's your problem with your couch. Yeah. But are, do you have, like, a, like Sherlock Holmes vision where when you step, step into a space, you're like, yes, that needs a painting there. That needs this yeah. should be at this angle. Are you like yeah. that? Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I, like, I, I will walk into, like, if I didn't do comedy, I think interior design, I'm just like, wait, whenever I meet an interior designer, I, like... I gush. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, what'd you say? There was a really? look in your eye just now. Oh my gosh. And like, I know a couple interior designers, but also it's fun for me because I don't do it for a living. You know, yeah. like anytime you decide to do something for yeah. a living, it's like, you see how incredibly involved it is. It kind of, you see how the sausage gets made. It might not be as fun. Like the idea of doing it for a client, like that doesn't sound like fun because you're dealing with what other people want. I just like, this is what I like. Yeah. You know, and what I like is what I like. And, you know, most people probably won't work for most people. But that's like totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so when you're coming into other people's space, you do kind of get ideas mm-hmm. and you only offer them if they ask. Yeah. So if I asked, we're in my apartment now, oh. which I, both my wife and I like things to be clean, but mm. we have too many things and we're too busy. So we always have discrete piles. There's a pile next to my desk, which I know oh, is yeah. uh, emotionally disturbing to me, but that's just, I accept myself. That's the way it is. <laughs> we we don't have much on the walls. It's sparse. Other podcast guests have commented on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a, that's a time uh, issue. Uh huh. So, what would you, using uh, your Sherlock Holmes uh, home decor sense, what what should I do to my apartment? First of all, I thought you would never ask. Now, <laughs> uh, I think you got a great place. Um, for those listening, uh, Joseph has a wonderful amount of light coming in right now. Uh, some very light walls. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of has a nice brightening effect. I think the thing I always kind of pitch to people is basically um, uh, paint. Yeah. Plants. Posters. <laughs> the three Ps. The three Ps can transform a room for, God, man, less than 50 bucks. Yeah. So the first thing is um, you have a lot of like really great light, but uh, I, I would I would consider painting uh, one of the walls. Not that you don't have to paint the whole room. You yeah. just do an accent wall. And I think if you did like um, maybe – I always like a very light gray. Okay. Because I think that they kind really? of – Yeah, I think that they – Oh, I just was in a buddy's place yesterday, and he had this really nice light gray in it. It looks great in the daytime because it helps; it's reflective, and then it. But it also has like at the nighttime it has a nice calming feel. Okay. So I, I generally like I'm not crazy with colors. Although my girlfriend and I, we just did paint our bedroom um, a dark blue, which I've never. Oh yeah. And but we also have a lot of white in our apartment. Like we have very thick um, uh, the things around the the door. The mantle and yeah. the sides, like these, we have a big baseboard, and oh, it's and all like nice bright wood? white. Yeah, so oh, it's okay. it's very like it almost it feels a bit nautical. We have some mid century wooden, and it feels really nice. Um, and so I would say like a nice painting, like this wall right here behind the TV, I think would okay. be the uh, podcasting wall. Yes, I would I would consider painting this wall. I definitely would add some more plants, like over there, right by the corner. I would 
just put a small screw in it and just do a nice hanging uh, plant. hanging plant from the ceiling? Yeah, or you can get some nice kind of really simple, like, I mean, the great thing about, like, succulents are, like, it's, I mean, you really got, if you want to kill a succulent, like, you really got to go out of your way to kill I, a succulent. Uh, I've, I've killed several succulents. We've all killed succulent succulents. Murder. Yeah, we, I mean, we just killed a succulent. <laughs> like, I, I looked at my girlfriend, like, yesterday, I'm like, hey, what happened to the succulent? She's like, it was dead. And I'm like, we got to get it together. Right, um, so gray wall hanging succulent. Yeah, or like or no hang uh, maybe succulents on the ground, maybe like a hanging kind of um like the, those long vine plants. I'm blanking yeah. on the name, but like some like kind the, of the creepy looking ones that yeah. look like they're gonna come for you and in the night. Do like the low water ones where they're, they're they don't flower. They're gonna be mostly leaves, but yeah. like they're easier to take care of. So it's like kind of and they're really actually good because um, they're they're actually good for the air. They help kind of recycle the air. So it's actually like a, a nice health thing. Okay. Um, and then the other thing I would do is I would definitely consider getting some artwork on the wall. And I think the thing is a lot of time that sounds so, um, what's the word, like intimidating to most people. Yeah. We're like, I don't know. I don't know anything about art. And I'm like, to me, art is what, whatever you like. Yeah. Like it's I like anything visually stimulating. Yeah. So I like my thing is I like... Um, I like any art that had served a practical purpose at one point. So, like, I used to have, like, a poster for an old World's Fair. You oh, know? nice, like, nice, nice. Those things art are, like... Art deco kind of design? Yeah. And, yeah. like, there was, like, old show posters. Um, yeah. Anything that was kind of created for a reason. I, I love that stuff. Um, but I'd say, like, you know, I like buying a lot of, like, almost like how there's open micers for comedy. There's people in the art world who are just kids just making art and yeah. coming up and like i mean here in los angeles like there's a lot of this stuff around and you could like i mean you could buy stuff for like i bought really cool pieces for like 20 bucks yeah it's like i don't have 20 bucks all right cool go on the internet like i um there's a great website called rasterizer.de okay and you just put in an image it could be anything you yeah find the image on the internet and what it does is it blows it up over multiple pieces of paper and it, it rasterizes it like yeah. uh, a photo in a newspaper would with those dot kind of that dot matrix. Dots, I think, yeah. Yeah. And it does that just black and white and it puts it over whatever, 12, eight pieces of paper and you just put that on your wall and it looks rad. Like yeah. it looks cool. So there's all these things you could do where like I would get posters and I never had money for framing because framing is such, you pay more for the frame yeah. than for the poster. So I ended up, um, I once saw online somebody use uh, binder clips, you know, those, like black and silver office binder yeah. clips. So you just put in four nails, yeah, hang your clips on them and hang up the poster. Takes a little like, you know, takes a couple minutes. Yeah. Um, another thing I did was I had a print, didn't want to frame it. I saw a guy was selling antique hangers. Oh, nice. They were like three for 15 bucks. And I was like... Like clothes hangers? Yeah, like an old wooden hanger. Like you used oh, to hang nice. paint and with a metal hook. And that kind of and you would like kind of close it. And if you wanted to open it, you would have to move the metal hook. And that would like release it. And I looked at that. And I was like, oh, that's really cool for like holding like an 11 by 17 like show poster. Yeah. So I was like, oh, all right. And I was like, how much was it? And he's like, it's 15 bucks for all three. And you're like, that's five bucks each. Okay. Yeah. You know, and then it's just little things like that where you start to build. And if you just put a little bit of color on the walls, you get maybe three to five plants and you just put in a couple pieces of art, which can literally be anything you think is yeah. cool. Yeah. No, no uh, problems with finding art that we want to hang. It's always for me the time battle. But I'm, I'm inspired by the plants because also I'm thinking that we could get like eight 
Mm-hmm. And then if we kill four, we're still in business. Make it sun. Hey, Sunday's your watering day. <laughs> That's how I do it. Sunday's like time to water the plants. Okay. Because otherwise my girlfriend and I will both water them. And then we're like, why is this dead? I've been watering it. And I'm like, oh no, I've been watering it too. <laughs> We've been torturing the, the plants. You know what I've else I've been doing is I found these... Um, I love going to like yard sales back home in Northeast PA. And okay. I, I found these awesome... Mr. Daru, it's this guy who um, he has been going to yard sales since he was a kid. And he has a garage full of like... I mean, he has like old mining equipment, like the raddest stuff you've ever seen. And he had these old elephants uh, from a circus that came to town, like the, like kind of the show posters. Okay, they're just nice. this giant elephant. They're only like two colors and just great, great design. And um, it was like not the Ringling Brothers, but it was like... Barman Bailey? It, no, yeah. it wasn't... Bar- it was like the competitor. I think they were called like the Von Dutch Brothers. Okay. Like they folded. But I have the posters and I, I have a bunch of them. I don't have room to hang up all of them, but I have room to hang up one. And I was like, I can't use the clips. It's too heavy. And I was like, I can't use like, I can't use a frame. That would be insane. And then it's like super heavy. And then if you ever have to transport it, it'd be annoying. So I ended up just actually just taping it like with straight up, um, you know, that blue tape that you have with paint. I just put that up on the corner. So a lot of times like I will use tape to hang stuff up and it's like taping it like very deliberate, like yeah. over the corners on the outside. That's an aesthetic. Not like, and it looks cool and it's like, it's colored. If it looks cool, it is cool. You yeah. know what I mean? Like in it, if people, like that's just my personal yeah, sense. Yeah, no, that's un- that makes a lot of sense. But I'm all, cause I'm always going to do stuff that a doesn't cost a lot of money and that's easy to do. Yeah. And so I have, a, and then I underneath that, I have all the artwork that my nieces and nephews um, made me over the years and it's all held up by like colored different colored oh, nice, tape so nice. it so it works yeah so it's yeah. like kind of finding like and i go always i'll go online for inspiration it really is just like you know taking a saturday spending an hour and like if you don't like it man take it down yeah but you know try it out my wife is gonna love this episode of obsessed oh that's cool <laughs> that's really cool yeah i you know why i'm so into it is because i think if you have a better space you're happier. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm, I, I mean, I know it affects me more than most people, but an environment still affects people. Like, Absolutely. Like when you go into like an amazing building, like it can have a, a, a profound effect on how you feel. And I think it's important for your home, like where you spend the most amount of time, like it should be a place that you like stepping into. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, there's not, it's so little what you need to do to make that happen. Yeah. And I, I get, I get really frustrated with friends who are like, you know, they're just kind of down about their life. And I'm like, well, yeah, man, take a look around. Like, you live in, like, a, a sadness factory right, right now. Their, you know? their apartment is always pizza chest level. Yeah. I mean, and hey, man, I've been at pizza chest level. <laughs> I love pizza chest level. But you can't stay at pizza chest level. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, this is Sarah Meyer, co-producer of this show, and I was wishing there was a way to tell you how your average person on the street of Los Angeles feels about home decor, and then I realized every week I go find out exactly that type of thing. So I did it again. Here you go. Is home decor important to you? Yes. How about you? Oh yeah, absolutely. It is, but not right now with having a child. (laughs) Before that, in what way was it important to you? It was a good place to like call home as far as having my own stuff to make it my happy place. And then now that you have a kid, how is that different? <laughs> now it's all toys. <laughs> do you ever do any sort of do-it-yourself, like build things or make your own art kind of things? I make my own cabinets, yeah. How are his cabinets? Very nice. You hesitated. <laughs> no, she had, she had <laughs> What's the most 
sort of exciting or interesting piece you have in your home right now? I know it sounds weird, but I have this little blue chair that I got in an estate sale. They wanted like something silly for it and I ended up getting them down to $10. And just whenever I go sit on my patio or anything like that, it's just kind of my my chair. Or, you know, whenever people come over to the house, I'm just like, no, 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 that's, sorry, that's my chair. My most exciting piece is the uh, chandelier over my table. And I got it for a song on Wayfair for like a third of the price. How happy was she that day? Pretty happy. About like now, yeah. You could get hurt talking to her. She's so animated with her hands. (laughs) Have you ever heard him from being that excited and animated? Um, Yes, I have hit him in the head a couple of times. Haven't I hit you in the head a couple of times? Yes. If you saw a piece of furniture or art or something by the side of the road, would you stop and take it? Oh, yeah, of course. I used to do that. My mom used to do that. We used to pick up things in the alley in Florida and because <laughs> we have a lot of snowbirds that would leave things just outside and we would just, like doors, random things in the alley that she's picked up that she wants to refurbish. So if you had to choose between home decor and food, what would you pick? Oh, wow, it depends on how oh, hungry I am. I, I'd probably buy yeah, home decor until I got really hungry. Too, but... Okay, this, would you steal something that you really liked? Probably not. I might be really tempted. Probably not. No. Come on, there's got to be something. What would it take? You're walking down the street, you're window shopping, everything's closed, nobody's around. What would you see in a window that you would just go for it? Grab. <laughs> what would you do? I don't know. It has to be a whole case of Rolex watches, because I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to go to jail for a lot, not just stealing some little piece oh, of furniture. Oh, you wouldn't. Really? A Rolex? No. No. We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. Ooh, so these okay. are questions that I ask uh, everybody across all the podcasts just to get kind of a sense of how uh, different people are obsessed, how they express it, what level they're at. So do you think about home decor every day? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, specifically my home. Right. Stuff that I want to do. Um, so you're always tinkering, always improving, changing? Yeah, or like, like I know like I'm coming out with like an album, and when the al- after the album comes out, I'm going to reward myself by letting myself uh, really reorganize my closet. Okay. And I believe me, I know how weird that sounds, but we all have our things. It's not that weird. I it's don't... a little weird. Like, as a treat to myself, I get to... To reorganize? No. It, it Well, I guess it doesn't sound at all weird to me because... You so fully explained where it came from. It's it's basically like uh, it allows the ability. It's all about control. Yeah. And so for me, it allows me to exert control over my life. Right. No matter you know? what happens when the album comes out. Yeah. This you is, are going. This to is have... one thing that I can control. Yeah. And I grew up. Uh, I have three older sisters, one older brother. So we we had a house that wasn't exactly large. So. You know, the idea of so always having my own space is just like, oh, it's awesome. Yeah. The weird thing would be is if you were forcing it on other people, which you're really aware of. Yeah. It would be weird to be like, my album's going to come out, and then you I'm going to clean your closet. Joe Starr's closet. <laughs> yeah. You need. You really need to clean your closet, Joe. Okay? It's album time. <laughs> it's album Get time. Get that cleaned up, Joe Starr. Come on. Uh, has home decor ever made you weep? Weep? Wow. I don't think it's made me weep. Like you've never seen anything so beautiful that it, like a little bit of tears swell up. I've definitely been in buildings that have made me okay. kind of almost tearful or just like giving you such a sense of wonder and awe yeah. that brought me at that level. But home decor specifically, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Because it's a thing to bring you away from tears. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I could see, in a way, I could kind of see that happening. I definitely have felt like an overwhelming sense of 
release and yeah. a relaxation and then you kind of walk into a home and it's i don't know what it is and it's cool when you walk into spaces that maybe it's not your style yeah and when you walk in you're like oh this is awesome you know something with like say like a ton of concrete you know it's yeah. like almost brutalist that you wouldn't necessarily think of as like oh i want a bunch of concrete in my house and then you go into somebody's home and you're like oh this is kind of cool right so i i do love that the feeling that i can always be surprised by elements that i may not initially appreciate yeah. but then once i see somebody do their thing i'm like oh that's actually kind of okay. awesome so you you feel it emotionally but it's like you walk in and go this brutalist apartment is so amazing and a single tear falls yeah i haven't had the, like, <laughs> quite that level okay it's good to know but man i got something to shoot for now <laughs> if you spent an hour in an isolation tank how much of that hour would you spend thinking about home decor maybe like 10 15 minutes okay yeah do you have other things that you know would take that space up that thinking oh, the time? mental space? Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I'd get up in there. <laughs> Definitely about like, oh, comedy, career stuff. That's a good chunk. Yeah. Um, financial worries. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice 20 solid. That's a solid 20 <laughs> oh, right a there. solid 20. Yeah. I got a solid 20 on financial worries, yeah, so I'm ready to do the comedy got store. got a solid 20 of biting my nails over credit card debt. What about you? <laughs> um, probably an, a good chunk on like past regrets. Oh, yeah. yeah that's going to yeah. be in okay. there. Yeah. You're, you know you've... that? You know that weird thing you said to that girl once like 12 years ago? <laughs> yeah, that's she doesn't remember, but you do. Uh, <laughs> you do. But yeah, definitely like a good five to maybe 15 minutes, depending if I'm thinking about a project. Yeah. If I have a project I'm working on, like I'll, I'll think about a lot when I'm driving. Okay. You know? Do you ever use it in, in a way that you are aware of? Do you use it to push out some of those dumb things like obsessing about a weird thing from the past? Will you ever go like, hey, brain, let's think about home decor instead? Uh, yeah. Definitely, like, I'll, I think I use it as a way of, um, you know, I think I use it as a way of feeling productive okay. and feeling in control. You know, like, one thing I do uh, that when I'm, like, this is another thing, my other thing I do, like, when I'm feeling, like, really overwhelmed by life and I feel like things aren't going according to plan, uh, I start, I floss. <laughs> and if I'm flossing, like, I'm in control. And you know what? I'll be honest. I haven't been flossing the last couple of days. And oh, I really? feel, like, a little bit. But if I'm floss, if I take the time to floss... I'm just like, Babcock, you're doing all right. Like, I feel like I'm I'm the one in charge. If you're I'm centered. Flossing, you're in your teeth. It is it is my meditation. Yeah. The flossing. And the same thing with, like, I think home decor. Like, if I feel like I'm not making anything or I have done, done anything productive, I'll do a little something. Yeah. And that'll, that'll give me a good feeling. Okay. You've mentioned a couple times feeling weird about home decor. Oh, yeah. Does that come up when you tell other people, when you, like... Say like a buddy says, "Hey, what are you what are you doing this weekend?" And you're like, "I'm flossing my teeth." <laughs> no, not, not too much, but I definitely I have had friends be like, they know I'm like kind of a weirdo about stuff. Okay, like, but I will say this: they also know like they're like everyone who comes over is always like, "Man, you got a great place." Yeah, like people will. I'll be honest, like if somebody comes into my place and I never like fish for the compliment, like, oh, isn't this cool? <laughs> like, I just like, hey, come on in. Can I get you a cup of tea? Like, I'm very much a host. My dad okay. was like, I like, you know, like the fact that you like I came in and you offered me water. Yeah. I was like, and like, if that doesn't happen, like, even if I don't water, I'm like, who the hell are you? You bring yeah. someone into your home and you right. don't offer them anything. Like, I'm, I it blows my mind. Yeah. Because then my the way I grew up. Like, you came in, it was very, like, you know, can we get you any? Like, it was very hospitable. Yeah. I, I always liked that. So. We are humans in a civilization. But if people come over to my home, and I will never, like, fish, ever. But if people come over, they don't ever, like, say anything. Like, even, it won't even mentor their mind. But in my head, I'm just like, what, they don't think my place is cool? Like, they not see my racing stripes? I mean, come on, man. I mean, look at this. 
dark navy blue walls. We got blueprints of a ship behind it. That list stuff looks pretty cool. The three Ps. Come on. Come on. See my three Ps. They're in full effect here. (laughs) Speaking of another P, would you write a poem about home decor? Uh, I mean, if I got hired for money, yeah, but I'm not going to like... No. I, but I don't home decor I, is your poetry, so it's redundant. Yeah. Why write the poem? My, pay, my, my <laughs> pen is the piece of garbage I found. Actually, I, found, I saw something on the way over here that oh, I, might, yeah. I might stop and get you on the way back. You saw some garbage in Hollywood. I did. It was uh, on Los Feliz Boulevard. Okay. There's a, um, instead of having a dry erase board, I saw this thing online where you could just get an old window. Okay. And you just... You know, write on the window and kind of wipe it off with just Windex and just a way of like, you know, you know, any to do. I'm a big whiteboard guy. I love them. Yeah. But I saw like a really cool old window sticking out of the trash. Glass wasn't broken and it had like nice thick wood. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's rad. Did you stop and pick it up? No, because I was running late. Okay. But I made a mental note. I'm like, I'm going to see if that's still there on the way back. Okay. We'll keep moving on the podcast so you can get your window. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) I got some trash I got to haul. Would you... I fish so much stuff out of the garbage. Oh, really? Oh, man, yeah. See, this is a public service. I once got... I almost got in an accident. <laughs> By my house, I saw this, like, mid-century kind of side table, like, with angled legs. Like, yeah. it was... I was like... And it was in the middle of a yard, and the sprinklers had just turned on. Yeah. And it was, like, getting wet. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And I pulled over and, like, almost... Like stopped short, and the guy behind me almost hit me, and I like ran out and like you know grabbed the bedside table, and I I basically used that for like a few years, yeah. Till um, I was moving it, and my friend J G Francis accidentally threw it away. What a jerk, J. G. yeah. J G Francis accidentally threw my bedside table away. Uh, I'm gonna consider this when I decide your obsessed rating because I rate everybody's obsession. Mm-hmm. You have a nice thing with your obsession where when you start describing a piece that you found. Your tone of voice actually changes. Oh no! In really? Very peace- in a good way. Oh, it's in a very peaceful? peaceful. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I did once find this couch. <laughs> it it was glorious. It's, it has a very like I'm gonna tell you a story. It's very peaceful. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you a kid's story. You tell your grandkids about a bedside table I found. It would it would have knocked your socks off. I was driving down those Felix Boulevard. When you find like street furniture, like trash street furniture, yeah. And like, that's like, so you're like, ah, this cost me no money, but it looks cool as shit. Like, it's a very uh, validating feel. I know that doesn't always fit in everybody. My sister Marion, man, she finds stuff on the street and she'll bring it home and sand it and it looks amazing. My buddy Cody, he found a chair a couple weeks ago, (laughs) like on the side of the, and it was like this metal chair. Okay. And we kind of crack leather. Um, he went home and he kind of like searched for it online and apparently it's this like chair from the 60s that fully restored is worth $11,000. Wow. So like I have so many friends who find stuff on the side of the road that is like my buddy Sean just found this like tiki bookcase thing that's like so unique and interesting. Yeah. And I'm like, like if you and if you want to get Ikea. Can I can I say to <laughs> never buy anything from IKEA? If you're looking for a bookcase or a desk, yeah. I'm telling you right now, there is someone selling it for $10 on Craigslist. So do you think that people should set up from their home, drive to IKEA and then just wait until they pass the thing that they want on the street? Mm-hmm. thrown out and they'd have better luck than going to actual ikea i think it takes more time but if you're looking to save a few bucks plus i also i just don't like buying stuff like i yeah. think there's more than enough stuff in this world 
that we can use. Like, I don't necessarily think you need to buy things that are new. I, I really like using used furniture because yeah. they're still useful. So I think if you go on Craigslist and you type in Ikea bookcase, I guarantee you, you will find a bookcase. It's already together. Uh, and you know what? There's lots of dudes in cities who you can hire with a pickup truck for like an afternoon for 20 yeah. bucks. It will be cheaper and cost you less time than buying it brand new. Yeah. It might have a little bit of wear and tear on it, but like, to be honest, like I like that. To me, that that's part of the story of like, yeah, I got this for like ten bucks. It has history. It has value. It has uh, a low price tag. <laughs> I've been trying to de IKEA my place, okay? Because I've like I had a lot of IKEA for a while, and I was like, eh, I'm kind of past that. It's yeah. like it's fun. It's great. It's great for a lot of stuff, but like I don't. I also don't want a, a whole. I don't want a whole place full of ikea yeah it's yeah too... you want stuff with personality yeah history. a little a little more personality so that's a good segue to my next how obsessed are you question so if you were driving along and right. you saw something that you'd been looking for like maybe a Ooh. bookcase like a really nice bookcase but okay. there was also a can bear we, can we change it can we change it to like kind of a mid-century credenza sure it's a credenza oh, mid-century credenza like a walnut it's a walnut mid-century oh, credenza okay. credenza but there's a big bear standing next to it mm-hmm would you try to navigate it around the bear and get your credenza? Yeah, I would respect the bear, but I would be like, buddy, I'm here as long as you are. Okay, so I you would try wait, to wait the bear out. I will wait the bear out. I'm not going to screw with the bear. No, you're not supposed to do I, just, I Honestly, right before I came here, I watched Grizzly Man. So, you know, that, the Werner Herzog movie about the guy who's always screwing around with the bears and then <laughs> okay. dies. <laughs> for another podcast, I had to watch Grizzly Man, so I would respect the bear. Okay, so I'm fresh off a of Grizzly Grizzly Man right All now, right. but I would. That thing is coming home with me. Man. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm not gonna like pass that up. Okay, a walnut credenza. Even if you're running late for something else for another they important will podcast understand. date. <laughs> I, are you kidding me? I, I would, would have been thrilled if you had texted me I and would say I need to outweigh a bear. Yeah, I would burn a podcast day. And if if you know if you're my friend and you know that that happens and you don't understand, like yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Excellent. The last how obsessed are you question is, if you couldn't do anything with home decor without you or someone you love first being punched in the crotch, would you still do home decor? Oh, I have to get punched in the dick every time? Yeah. In the crotch. You can angle it. Yeah, but I'd probably just like wait. Yeah. I, it would be like, all right, we're doing it one day, one day a month, or one day every two months. Yeah, one day every two months. So and it's not that different than what it. you already do. You, yeah. you do harder, stressful yeah, things, no, and then a, you get a reward. Except now I just get punched in the dick. <laughs> That's a hard and stressful thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I'd do it. I, yeah. I, I enjoy it. Uh, and then otherwise... It's going low be, so you can go high. Yes, yeah, there you just go. Just like the pizza exactly. It, it would be uh, <laughs> kind of a more intense version of chess pizza. Yeah. Certainly not as enjoyable. <laughs> no. I asked everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. What kind of noise can you make to sum up your obsession with home decor? Oh, that's really good. Probably, oh. Because <laughs> yeah. you're seeing the potential. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. Is that I the think... noise you made when you drove by the window? Uh, no, the only thing I was, was, actually it was, I just was, oh, it was more like, it was more of, oh, no way. A lot of, a lot of, oh, and a lot of no way is when you feel, oh, there's nothing better than the yeah. moment you feel potential. Yeah. That is just one of the best feelings in the world. Even better than the actual, actualization of that potential because it rarely lives up to the potential yeah. that we want it to. And in, 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 usually it goes in another direction and you end up on something that you never thought 
it even be? Yeah. And that is his own satisfying thing. But that moment of feeling potential, whether it's like a joke or a, a person that you meet in a bar or something that you're excited by, or like a weird mid-century walnut credenza that you know you could bring back to life, like that kind yeah. of stuff. I love that moment yeah. of, of pure potential. That's the best. Okay. I am going to rate you on a scale of one to seven. Okay. I use one to seven, uh, and then I try to give it a little bit more flavor. So I'll say out of seven credenzas, mm-hmm. I think you're like six credenzas obsessed. I think you're pretty obsessed. Wow. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I would actually, if, if you said like three or four, I was going to be like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, i got to get my shit together. You clearly have integrated it into your life. It is a part of your everyday existence which is kind of the point it's a reward system for stressful things and you also clearly have uh, both practical and sort of philosophical connections to it now do you have people on the show who sometimes only you're like hey man you're like a one or like a uh, two sometimes not usually on the one-on-one episodes i do like group panel episodes for like live shows oh, okay and every once in a while i'll get somebody like are you interested in this because i want like a different level of perspective ah okay that's cool. I, I did an episode about time travel uh and my friend mary joe peel uh from mystery science theater 3000 <gasps> was like hey can you can you do this because you're so funny and she's like yeah, I, yeah time travel's fun time travel's interesting ah, okay every question i asked her is like this is just stressful right? <laughs> this is awful i wish i could go back so, in yeah, time and not she do this. was like real negative on the lo- oh, obsession that's just like no it's just the more i think about it time travel is stressful yeah, oh that's so really funny though it happens but you, that is most like, people are like are, i would say around like four to to six okay usually and seven is just like but yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't want to be a seven sevens maybe getting into trouble because i feel like you can i feel like i would stop other aspects of my life exactly. that are valuable if i'm a seven i don't i don't think i want to be a seven on anything yeah you know like I, because I think obsession can, there's a point of diminishing return. Right. There's yeah. a reason this podcast is called Obsess instead of things you like because I'm interested in that. Like, <laughs> how far can you take a also, thing you like? Things you like just don't, didn't pull as well. <laughs> it really did yeah. not. Things you like. Do you want to be more specific? No, no. I just like. I'm things. fine. Uh, you know what's great? Things. Speaking of cool things, uh, this is our plugging portion. I know you've got an album coming out. Um, I believe the podcast is going to come out the day your album does which is uh, march 30th march 30th right. 2017 tell people about but that's your today <laughs> uh i have an album coming out it's my first one i'm very excited it comes out march 30th uh via sure thing records and it's going to be on itunes and everywhere where digital stuff is sold uh it's called this guy which i came to i kind of just came out with a bunch of fake album names for a few weeks um, <laughs> and really confused all my friends uh and they were all awful like they were like my like um me love you ron time and like um <laughs> what were they? they were uh gosh what were they there was like always darkest before the ron uh you're going the ron way so all pun based. all pun base uh, uh and then like my brother thought it was real when i said that disney sent me a cease and desist over using the name cool ronnings of absolute story and uh so like it was really kind of fun just yeah. to be like ah, that's not you know it's not gonna be running on empty like I, i'm not gonna name my album running on empty <laughs> <laughs> excuse me <clears throat> uh but i it's finally out it's called this guy and if you go to heyron.com, you can uh, check out a couple of preview tracks. Cool. Listen to it. Uh, there's some an animation up there of one of the bits. Uh, and you, you know, see if you like it. Cool. And people can find you on social media and your website. You're just Ron Babcock, right? Uh, yep. Ron Babcock or just heyron.com. Heyron.com. And at Ron Babcock on Twitter and at heyron on Instagram. Awesome. But go to heyron.com. See if you like it. I think you will. It's pretty fun. I've been getting a pretty good review so far. And... Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, got some quick plugs for the show and then a couple of weirdo final questions. 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums and stuff, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. And you can support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to our monthly patron-only bonus episodes. Wait, Hopefully for as <laughs> little as $1 a month? I know. It's that's crazy. And I get access to, like, the back episodes? Yeah. Wow. It's insane. I mean, that's just no way I shouldn't be doing that. That's crazy. Listen to Ron and go to patreon.com slash joseph i'm gonna go there right now please do uh but first our final questions sorry i'm going to patient <laughs> no i understand i understand <laughs> if you could fly but you had to hold an object in your hand to do it what object would you want to hold in your hand uh, I, mean, I guess a helmet <laughs> but you, in your hand so oh. it'd be really ironic when you crash uh i guess um or maybe like a maybe maybe like a really giant mattress <laughs> just like like one of those like casper memory foam ones yeah and then if i crash i could just crash into that yeah like yeah. bed in a bag but different yeah, yeah. Nice. okay nice if your life was a theme park ride what would it be like oh man that's a good one uh a water slide oh yeah yeah because it's like a roller coaster, but I just love water slides even more. <laughs> they just make you feel so alive. They make you feel alive because it's kind of smooth, but also very dangerous. Yeah, and it, it's, well, I, I would say that it, it, it can be dangerous, but I think for the overwhelming majority of people, it's safe. People yeah. go down them all the time and they end out okay, but it feels dangerous. Yes. And I think that's a cool way to go through life. I have whacked an elbow every time I've done anything on a water slide. I Yeah, but to me, the, it's worth it. Okay. I also, my coolest thing was I went to Action Park, New Jersey, and they had water slides with black tubes. Uh-huh. And so it was just pitch. <laughs> like, it was just pitch black. And man, when you're like 14, 16, like, that stuff is fun. Okay. And this stuff is fun now. I wish I had more water slides in my life. Okay, so your theme park ride is... Total darkness and moisture in New Jersey. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> fair enough. The final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? Happiness is a feeling you get to feel sometimes. <laughs> and when it comes along, that's great. Yeah. But it's not something you should feel all the time. Yeah. That is a really good answer. Not many people have ever answered of uh, what it is versus how we should go about trying yeah. to get it. I think we should spend less time thinking how to be happy and more time making stuff with our hands. Yeah. More time just seeing trash on the side of the road and going, oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think we, we spend too much time trying to be happy and not enough time just living in the moment. It's like, um, I don't know, it's like dissecting a frog or whatever. What do they say? Like, you know, you, you kill it. I don't know that thing. Yeah. But... <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's like, it's something that happens sometimes. And when it does, it's really great. And when it, when it isn't like that, that's okay too. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for coming and doing the Dude, podcast. This flew by. Awesome. I could talk about home decor shit. So after this is done, I have some ideas. Awesome. You're going to awesome. get into it. I'll, I'll try to do the three P's. Okay. For the next time you're on the podcast. We'll All see right. how my P's are coming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is our podcast. Thanks, Joseph. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Oh, no way.